Good morning and welcome to this recorded service for Sunday the 2nd of August 2020, which is the 8th Sunday after Trinity. My name is Peter Walker. Our prayers today are led by Judith Meehan and the Bible readings are read by Alan Stephen. Music is once again provided by the St Martin's Singers. It was good to meet some of you at St Lawrence's last Sunday and I hope that I'll meet others of you at various churches over the coming weeks. However, please be assured that it is our plan for the time being to continue with this recorded service as well for those who prefer worshipping in this way. Uh, Speaking of meeting in church... I'm sure that many of you will have heard the news yesterday that the government is making the wearing of masks in church compulsory from next weekend. Anyway, enough of the notices. Let's keep a moment of quiet to prepare our hearts for worship. Our opening hymn is Guide Me, O Thou Great Redeemer. Human sin disfigures the whole creation, which groans with eager longing for God's redemption. We confess our sin in penitence and faith. Lord God, our Maker and Redeemer, this is your world and we are your people. Come among us 
and save us. We have willfully misused your gifts of creation. Lord, be merciful. Forgive us our sin. We have seen the ill-treatment of others and have not gone to their aid. Lord, be merciful. Forgive us our sin. We have condoned evil and dishonesty and failed to strive for justice. Lord, be merciful. Forgive us our sin. We have heard the good news of Christ, but have failed to share it with others. Lord, be merciful. Forgive us our sin. We have not loved you with all our heart, nor our neighbours as ourselves. Lord, be merciful. Forgive us our sin. May God, who loved the world so much that he sent his Son to be our Saviour, forgive us our sins and make us holy to serve him in the world through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The collect for this Sunday. Lord God, your Son left the riches of heaven and became poor for our sake. When we prosper, save us from pride. When we are needy, save us from despair. That we may trust in you alone, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Old Testament reading is taken from the book of Genesis, chapter 32, verses 22 to 31. Jacob wrestles with God. That night Jacob got up and took his two wives, his two maidservants and his eleven sons and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. After he had sent them across the stream, he sent over all his possessions. So Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him till daybreak. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip, so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. Then the man said, Let me go, for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. The man asked him, What is your name? Jacob, he answered. Then the man said, Your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with men and have overcome. Jacob said, Please tell me your name. But he replied, Why do you ask my name? Then he blessed him there. So Jacob called the place Peniel, saying, It is because I saw God's face face to face, and yet my life was spared. 
the sun rose above him as he passed Peniel, and he was limping because of his hip. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hear the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus feeds the five thousand. When Jesus heard what had happened, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. Hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so that they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. Jesus replied, They do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. We have here only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Bring them here to me, he said. And he directed the people to sit down on the grass, taking the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven. He gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up twelve basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was about five thousand men, besides women and children. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Heavenly Father, may I speak in your name and to your glory. Amen. Matthew chapter 14. Well, four quite separate people set out to write an account of Jesus' life. We know them as Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. And each tells of Jesus' life, death and resurrection but they often record quite a different selection of incidents. Oh, they each tell of Jesus dying and rising, but they include different other stories. They all have lots of miracles, but did you know that apart from the resurrection, there is only one miracle story found in all four Gospels, and it is this story that we're looking at today the feeding of the 5,000. I suppose it's typical of Jesus' miracles. It's done to help others in need and at the same time to teach the disciples something. The setting for this story in Matthew is interesting. It comes at that moment when Jesus hears about the death of John the Baptist, someone that Jesus is distantly related to on his mother's side. The story of Herod's callous killing of John seems to have cast a shadow over Jesus. 
In fact, it's a shadow you can trace throughout Matthew's Gospel, from the slaughter of the innocents, which foreshadows Jesus' death at the start of the Gospel. Here, just halfway through, John's death pointed Jesus to his death to come. And, of course, the climax of Matthew's Gospel uh, will feature Jesus' death on the cross. So when Jesus hears of John's death, he tries to get away for a few days, but the crowds follow. Jesus' compassion overcomes his own sense of need, and Jesus heals the sick until it's late in the day, and they have a vast crowd of hungry people sitting there in the desert. The disciples are worried about Jesus, so they tell Jesus what to do. Send Send the crowd away. But Jesus says, no, no, you give them something to eat. Well, the disciples' next response is positively sarcastic, something along the lines of, what, five rolls and two sardines? Jesus remains gentle. Bring the food to me. Jesus tells the people to sit down, and he goes through a little ritual. He holds up the food, and he thanks God. He breaks the bread and he gives it to the disciples. And the disciples start giving it out. And this is where the remarkable thing happens. As fast as the disciples give it out, there is more and more and more. So they keep on giving it out. There's no fuss, there's no shower of sparks or fairy dust. And I wonder how long it took the disciples to realise. Soon there are thousands of people eating. It's a real shame that they only counted the men. We would count the women and children too. 5,000 men? What's that, 10,000 people? 15,000 people? Maybe even 20? Who knows? It was a vast crowd, like a big festival or a football match. And just to make sure that the the disciples appreciate what has happened, Jesus asks them to do a food litter pick. Twelve bins full of food waste, all from five small rolls and two small fish. That's pretty impressive. Pretty impressive, yes, but what does it teach us? Well, three things at least, maybe more besides. Firstly, it teaches us that however tired Jesus might be, however inconvenient to him, Jesus always has compassion on the needy. He therefore expects us to do the same. The next famine in Africa or the next earthquake in Asia may come in the middle of a credit crunch or a Covid lockdown. But however inconvenient it may be, however much we feel the pinch, Jesus still expects us to respond as he does, generously, to those who need it. There's an unpleasant truth that if somebody is starving to death and you choose not to help them, You effectively kill them. It's not nice. So help the needy. 
The second thing that this story teaches us is all about food in the desert. It was rather special to the Jews. It made a point. It reminded them of, well, manna from heaven. Um, They ate in the desert between Egypt and the Promised Land. It reminded them, too, of Elijah fed by ravens in the desert, or of Elisha who fed a hundred prophets from a few loaves of bread. It was certainly what they expected God's chosen one to do, their Messiah, their Saviour, God's King. In fact, by doing this miracle, Jesus is claiming to be God's Messiah. He's piling on the claims by healing and feeding in the wilderness. And everyone who recognises this claim needs to follow him. He has the right to be obeyed. He has the right to our allegiance. In John's version of this story, we read that the crowd wanted to make him king, but Jesus slipped away because that was the wrong sort of king. But I ask you, will you make him king in your hearts? Because that's the second point of this story. He is the king. And thirdly, and finally, this story invites us to God's party. Now, at the Last Supper, Jesus took bread, gave thanks, and broke the bread, just as he did here in the desert. And on other occasions, too, the disciples recognise Jesus when he feeds them, gives thanks when he shares food. In the house at Emmaus, on the beach in Galilee after the resurrection... We do the same Sunday by Sunday when we share Holy Communion. We remember what Jesus did. We recognise Jesus in our hearts today. But sharing food with Jesus looks forward to the future too. To the greatest banquet of all. To the banquet of heaven. When we are raised to new life, with no more pain, no more hunger, no more sickness and no more sadness. There we shall share in what the Bible calls the marriage feast of the Lamb. Who's getting married? Jesus and his church. Who is in the church? We are. How do you and I respond? Will we join the party or will we run away and make excuses? Jesus told other stories about people who make all sorts of silly excuses not to come to the party. Those people get left out, while all sorts of perhaps unlikely people end up sharing the party. Don't make excuses. Come to the party with Jesus. Amen. Our next hymn is Ye That Know The Lord Is Gracious.
Let us pray. Lord, you are the bread of heaven, giving life to the world. Fill your emptiness with your goodness. You come to our weakness with your strength. Come refresh, renew, restore us through your Holy Spirit. Amen. We pray that your church may grow and support all who come for comfort and help. May we, your church, seek to care for and feed the hungry in spirit and body. May we seek out the lost and offer them the good news of the gospel. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We remember before you the starving peoples of our world, those who suffer from famine, poverty, war, or are refugees at this time. We pray for all who are struggling with malnutrition, hunger, thirst, or neglect. We pray for all those whose lives are broken at this time, for all who are lost and alone. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We give thanks for those who have fed us and cared for us. We remember all who have shown compassion and tenderness. Lord, bless our loved ones with and our homes and our communities. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray, Lord, for all who feel drained and empty or have no energy or strength. We bring to you our family and friends who are ill at this time. We pray for healing for all those we know and love. And we all come to you, Lord, for renewal, refreshment and hope. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We give thanks for those who no longer suffer from pain, thirst or hunger. As we know, Lord, that all things are renewed in your heavenly kingdom. We pray, Lord, that like them, we may follow you forever. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. And let us pray now with confidence the prayer our Saviour taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen.
And our final hymn is Fill Your Hearts with Joy and Gladness. love of the Lord Jesus draw you to himself. The power of the Lord Jesus strengthen you in his service. The joy of the Lord Jesus fill your hearts. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be amongst you and remain with you always. Amen. <laughs>